2: Live from a secure concrete bunker somewhere in Ohio, New Thought Media Network presents Pastor Michael Mangus with Friday's Fireside Chat, spiritual conversation for today. Here he is from the secret radio room surrounded by thousands of watts, Pastor Michael Mangus. Good evening to one and all. Welcome to the Friday evening Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus. It's really good to see you this evening. Thank you to Diego for doing our producing back at Master Control. And, wow, wonderful to see everyone tonight. Our purpose of our Fireside Chat is to talk about contemporary issues from a spiritual perspective. So if you could this evening, feel free to comment below on Facebook. That would be wonderful. And also, please feel free to send me an email at pastormichaelmangus at gmail.com. Would love to communicate with you. I have not received any emails at all. (laughs) So go ahead and feel free to go ahead that's Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com. Just send me a, an email that says you're watching, you're listening. That would be wonderful this week. I was talking to Diego before the show, and we were saying, Oh, there's nothing to talk about in the news. <laughs> Here is my stack of stuff for tonight. Yes, there is lots to talk about. Just want to remind you that later on our guest will be rescheduled from last week, Fran Daniels, who is a licensed religious science practitioner emeritus, and she'll be on here hopefully around 8.30 Eastern. She will be talking this evening about prayer during difficult times. Boy, this has been one interesting year, hasn't it? First in the news, COVID-19 was front and center in the news this week. The numbers as of 12 noon today from the Center for Disease Control. Total number of cases in the United States, 7,583,200. Total deaths are 212,111, with the total cases being 3,022,300, 3,000, 22, 300, excuse me, 322,741. I'm still learning how to pronounce my numbers here. <laughs> and that was the total cases in the past seven days. President Trump is out of the hospital and is planning to campaign next week, including a stop in our area in Southwestern Pennsylvania. There is no word at all from the White House whether he is infectious anymore. President Trump also received a very aggressive treatment, including antiviral drugs from Desivere and also dexamethasone, which is a steroid drug used only with very sick patients because the steroid, what that does is that Dampens the immune system. Thirty-five plus staffers at the White House tested positive for COVID-19. The vice pres- presidential debate this week was interesting between uh, Vice President Pence and also uh, Senator Kamala Harris. They were separated by a plexiglass screen, and <laughs> it's interesting. There was more talk about the fly. <laughs> on <laughs> Vice President Pence's head than the what was talked about during the debate. Next week's debate between President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden has been canceled because President Trump does not like the uh, virtual format that the debate commission wanted. Once again, what we're seeing here is the making of a health issue political. I had a friend of mine, a photographer who I talked to this past week. She was shooting, taking pictures at a large indoor wedding. And she was called a liberal just because she was wearing a mask. Now, my friend had COVID-19 she thinks in February right before the massive outbreak The events of the past 2 weeks are telling us one thing if we get the message The one thing is that we all have to take this seriously As Dr Fauci said he says wearing the mask makes a big difference. Anthony Fauci, the man who has studied this for years and years and years, our nation's most highly respected
0: epidemiologist.
2: This is not a political issue. This is a matter of life and death here. So again, the most spiritual, the most loving thing you can do Is this? (laughs) Wear a mask. (laughs) Wear a mask. Wash your hands, social distance. If you're asked to go into a place where they're not social distancing, they're not wearing masks, maybe you don't want to go there. The churches are opening back up again. I know that some of the centers for spiritual living are opening back up, but they're opening back up with a lot of caution. I know that. A friend of mine has an outdoor service in the evening. So again, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Do the most loving spiritual thing that you can do, which is wear a mask, (laughs) wash your hands and social distance.
0: It's that easy.
2: Unfortunately, we add another name this week to the black men who were killed by the police. This comes from Texas. Officer Sean Lucas has been arrested for murder in the death of Jonathan Price, a black man whom he shot on Saturday night in Wolf City, Texas. Now, let me share with you a little bit about Wolf City. Very small town. Around
0: 1,500, mostly white folk.
2: They loved Jonathan Price. I'll go ahead and read the article. Lucas was called to a disturbance and found Price at the scene. A police statement said he fired his taser and then his gun at Price killing him. Price's family said he was breaking up a domestic violence incident, which was over by the time the police arrived, local news channel WFAA reported. Tributes and fundraisers for Price have poured in, calling the 31-year-old dearly loved and a hometown hero. The Texas police officer who shot the 31-year-old black man, Jonathan Price, has been charged with his murder, the Texas Department of Public Safety announced. In a statement, the Texas Department of Public Safety said that the preliminary investigation shows that Officer Sean Lucas's actions in shooting Price on Saturday night were not objectionably reasonable and therefore not justified force. What happened was, is that In the scuffle, that price went ahead and reached for the man's taser. So the police officer then goes ahead, gets out his lethal weapon, and kills him. Going on with the news article, jail records show that his bail was set at $1 million, according to station WFAA. Lucas shot Price on Saturday evening after Price intervened in an altercation at the Quick Check gas station in Wolf City. In its statement, the Texas Department of Public Service says that Lucas responded to calls of a disturbance when he saw Price. Price's relatives told WFAA that he had been trying to defuse a domestic violence situation and that the argument had been settled before Police showed up. From other articles I've read, that was typical of Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price was a peacemaker, highly respected member of his community. According to the Texas authorities, Lucas tried to detain Price, who resisted in a non threatening posture and then began to walk away. Lucas then used his taser, who then shot Price. Price was then taken to Hunt Regional Hospital, where he died, according to the statement. Civil rights lawyer Lee Merritt, who is representing the Price family, wrote in a Facebook post that he had been told that. Price had raised his hands and attempted to explain what was going on. This was an unarmed
0: man who had his hands
2: up. And he was trying to explain to the officer what was going on. Police fired tasers at him, and when his body convulsed from the electrical current, they perceived a threat and then shot him to death. Oh, my goodness. Hundreds of people met at the scene of the shooting on Monday evening for a vigil, marching towards the Main Street and chanting Price's name, according to WFAA. This was a mostly white community
0: in Texas
2: where this very revered, African-American man who made a difference in his community enough to go ahead and to break up a domestic fight. He probably knew who was getting beat up. So he went ahead and he intervened. Numerous tributes to price have appeared on social media. Merritt wrote, Wolf City, Texas, he was known as a hometown hero. Motivational speaker, he was a trainer, a professional athlete, and a community advocate. He was dearly loved by so many. Former basketball player Will Middlebrooks, who said that Price was a childhood friend, posted to Twitter saying that Price was his first-ever favorite teammate and a good man. Middle Brooks had organized a fundraiser for the Price family, which at the time of this writing had passed $65,000 in donation. A police investigation is being led by the Texas Rangers with the cooperation of the Wolf City Police Department and the Hunt County District Attorney's Office, Texas officials said.
0: Why am I spending so much time on this? We
2: need to call an end to this. Now, in other articles that I read, the officer was only on duty for six months and more than likely was alone.
0: We don't know what happened, except what I told you. But Mr. Davis was a good
2: man. And he was planning on opening a gym in honor of his uncle. We need to lovingly continue to demand justice and reform. Grabbing a man's taser does not mean that you can shoot him. We need to continue praying for peace and justice. That's where our consciousness comes in, where we do see a world that works for everyone. We continue to search our own hearts for
0: any racism there. We continue to use our voice to continue being an ally. All right.
2: Well, if you've wondered what you have stumbled onto this evening, welcome. You're watching the Fireside Chat here on the New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus, and let me see what Diego said. Let me just says He says that Fran Daniels is waiting in the wings. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> Fran Daniels, uh, my longtime friend, hear it in about fifteen minutes. In other news, we have seventy three large fires that continue to burn, affecting over four million acres, the major areas of California, Idaho, Montana, and Oregon. There are only two fires currently reported in Colorado. One that's near my producer, Diego, that they're having a problem putting out. Hurricane Delta is making landfall as we speak this evening in Louisiana, hitting the same area that Hurricane Laura hit six weeks ago. Category two, 110 mile per hour winds. Storm surge is 11 feet in some places. Let's understand that a lot of times in those Louisiana bayous, what happens is that, again, that the the land is below sea level. So 11 foot coming up on shore is quite a lot. Many scientists are saying that the increased fires and hurricane activities are caused by global warming. And if you don't believe me, take a look at the science behind it. Again, we must take care of our mother. We must honor our mother, our Mother Earth here. We must continue to demand change. And for those people who are put out by the fire or by the hurricanes to not only pray and thank good thoughts for them, but also send money. Send money. Send actual cash dinero. Why? Because that really is putting your prayers into action by doing that. All right? All right. Some uh, announcements here. Boy, it's really good to have you here this evening on the Fireside chat here on the New Thought Media Network. Just to let you know that my home community, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, is rocking and rolling. (laughs) If you want more information about where I'm currently at, it's summitcsl.org, summitcsl.org. There on the webpage, you'll get more information about our wonderful spiritual community of which everyone is invited. Service time on Sunday morning is 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 Pacific time. We have one of the best services, I believe, in CSL. And I do not say that lately. I've been to many, many services at several different CSLs. I'm telling you, this one is absolutely wonderful. They will be continuing their monthly focus on manifestation with Independent New Thought Minister John Miller speaking this Sunday. And I know, again, John is just a wonderful speaker. He has uh, two seminary degrees. I call him our staff theologian (laughs) at Summit CSL. But he's absolutely wonderful. And I know, again, that the people that we have come is absolutely wonderful, too. So show up Sunday. Again, for my West Coast friends, go ahead, get your cup of coffee. It can be tea if
0: you want, but grab it and join us. We would love to see you.
2: Also, just to let you know that I'm also available for practitioner sessions, also guest speaking. Again, this camera is absolutely wonderful. Because <laughs> I don't even have to leave my house and I can speak all over the country. And also I'm performing ceremonies, including two this weekend over in western Pennsylvania. And soon, soon in West Virginia. I hope Fran can hear me. So, Fran, what I had to do was I had to send in to the Secretary of State of West Virginia. Not only proof of ordination, but (laughs) I had to send in a letter with two people signing it saying that I attended church on Sundays. But anyhow, doing ceremonies all over the place again. If you would like more information, all you need to do is to email me, Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com. Pastor Michael Mangus, M A N G U S, at gmail.com. Also, just send me an email this week. Just say hi. We're enjoying the program or we're not. <laughs> would love just to get some feedback from you. We have many wonderful programs here on the New Thought Media Network. We have morning and evening prayer. We also have a Wednesday night boost with Reverend Robert that is just off the hook. Real Talk with Eugene Holden is on Thursdays. If you've not seen Eugene's show, it's absolutely wonderful. There's a picture of Eugene in a prayer position. And also, get get ready to the next slide here, Diego, live from the UK with Laura Topper. There she is, all beautiful, Laura Topper, in Cosmic Prayer, your weekly show. Laura Topper, a licensed science mind practitioner, and also fellow ministerial student. So we have all kinds of programs here on the New Thought Media Network. We have concerts, we have classes. We have so much more. Go on the New Thought Radio and Media Facebook page. We have archives of the shows all there. Please. And also we've they stream a Sunday morning service also from the Denver Center for Spiritual Living. Please join us. This wonderful spiritual community that we are forming here online.
0: And we would really
2: appreciate your help. It takes money to do this. It takes money to buy the equipment. It takes money to buy the computers. It's going to take money to upgrade the website and also us get the stream on Sam's Broadcasting, which is a software package that radio stations use. We want to be world-class here. And that your donation not only benefits you with wonderful programming, it benefits the whole world. You get to share your love through your money energy, through this wonderful ministry, made up of
0: all kinds of people
2: that have one common message, and that is that you are much more than you think you are. That the divinity as you can come forth and not only change your world, but also change the world around you. All right? go on our paypal page paypal.me/newthoughtradio and please 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 give a generous donation before we have Fran on Fran Daniels practitioner emeritus there's nothing emeritus about her i think she's busier now than ever before <laughs> I wanted to read an article that I saw on CNN this week. It was in their good stuff section. And the article was titled, these neighbors show us that love can exist on the opposite side of politics. From the article, it says, love thy neighbor is a sentiment that many communities in America are struggling with at the moment. Almost half of the registered voters in both The Biden and Trump camps say that they do not have a single close friend who supports the other major party candidate, according to the recent Pew Research Center survey. Do you? I know I do. This is especially true in Cedar Park, Texas a suburb outside of Austin where people on both sides have been vandalizing and stealing each other's political signs according to residents Marnie Linton and Tasha Hancock. The two women are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. Linton supports President Donald Trump. Hancock supports Joe Biden. The two women also happen to be Close friends. It is way more fun to be nice anyways, said the two women. The pair became instant friends when Hancock moved into the house next door to Lytton six years ago. My husband and I have a special needs child, Lytton told CNN. During difficult times, Tasha was always there for us. She would decorate our garage with signs and leave things in the refrigerator when we returned from the hospital. And I did similar things for her when she needed it. Because they had become good friends before they learned about each other's political leanings, which was probably good. They said that they were able to easily accept it. I respect how she votes. And she respects how I vote. It's that simple, Lytton said. So when the two women started noticing the anger that was circulating around their community, they took to their neighborhood Facebook group to share their thoughts. And this is from the Facebook post. It says, lately I've been really saddened how people are treating each other. Differences in opinion regarding a lot of matters, school, election, COVID, etc. I do not understand how one person cannot respect another person and their points of view, even if we don't agree. So in the light of that, my neighbor and friend, and she capitalized friend, and I got together in hopes that we may spark some kindness and acceptance. We love each other. She had my kids over for movie night, and we had them over for dinner. We are always borrowing things from one another and bringing each other's goodies. And guess what? Different skin color, different political beliefs, but mutual love and respect. So everyone can take a a darn breath. I was going to say the other word, but... Reverend Robert doesn't like me cussing on New Thought Media Network. And calm down. Cheers to loving my neighbor, even though we don't see eye to eye in everything. The article goes on and says, We want to spread a message of kindness and love during these challenging times. Lytton said, Tasha and I may not see eye to eye politically. But that does not mean that we can't show love and respect for one another. Almost
0: done with the article.
2: The reactions to Lytton's Facebook post were exactly what the two women were hoping for. People really came together on this. The post got so many likes and positive comments. While the two mothers appreciate the special relationship that they share, they recognize that this may not be so easy for others. To the people who are just very set in their ways, we're not saying that you have to be best friends, Lytton said. We're just asking people to be more tolerant and not to judge so quickly. Just because one person decides to vote for one political party does not make them or their family necessarily bad people. And that goes both ways. Politics are important, but they are not everything. Are we really hearing what, what this is saying here? Almost done. It says, Lytton and Hancock hope that their message will positively impact other communities. But for now, they are happily sipping mimosas in the front yard and staying away from the nastiness online. And that, they said, is way easier and way more fun. So what does that have
0: to do with us in New Thought?
2: Are we able to really love one another, even within our communities, even when we find out that they're voting for or have opposite views of us?
0: I've heard of several cases including at a very, very large New Thought Church.
2: I have a friend by the name of Tim. Tim would give you the shirt off of his
0: back if he thought it would help you. Tim also is a very dedicated Science of Mind practitioner. And Tim and I hold opposite political views. And we still respect each other, we still love each other. May we do that in our centers, may we be the difference in the world
2: by respecting other people, by loving people, by lovingly when we get the chance to go ahead and say, Hey, you know, think about this or think about that. You're probably not going to change them, but what you're going to do is to make them think. All right. All right. So if you've just stumbled on this wonderful program here on Facebook. Good evening to you. It's the Friday evening Fireside Chat. Here on the New Thought Media Network, I am Pastor Michael Mangus, and it is my honor right now to introduce to you my dear friend, practitioner Fran Daniels, who is a science of mind practitioner emeritus, and there is nothing emeritus about her. <laughs> Nothing emeritus about you, Fran. You're busier than than you ever were. <laughs> uh, Fran, um she is very still active in her role as a practitioner at the Miracle Center for Spiritual Living in Cleveland, Ohio. She still teaches practitioner training and also other classes. I've always thought that Practitioners should train practitioners. And I'll tell you what, if you get Fran in your class, you're going to <laughs> get a lesson. So, and again, from, uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, where the Reverend June Clark is the minister of the wonderful church up there, here's my friend, Fran Daniels. Hi,
0: Fran. And we can't hear her. do this how about
2: oh, now oh there you go and if we could have you just back up a little bit from the camera fran so we can see your beautiful face okay <laughs> and we, we, we your 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 head is about like mid if we could if you could get the camera there you go all oh, beautiful okay. all right fran you'll get younger every time i see you you know oh, that's, that's your heart <laughs> <laughs> it's all that good thinking yeah isn't it?
1: Oh, uh, it is indeed an honor to be here. I made it. And uh, <laughs> right. thanks for all your help for showing me how to get in.
2: He <laughs> had it's to good. use a few wires, and he had to use the soldering gun a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, all yeah, right. So he got you in. Could you, Fran, you and I have known each other for a long time. Can you give us some background about how you came to the science of mind and how long you've been in the teaching?
1: Well, let me see. My son
2: is, uh uh-uh.
1: So I've been in there, I guess, close to 40 years. And at the time I got into Science my Mind, my life was kind of in a turmoil. And uh, I was confused. And I, I had gone through a period of hating God because my mother died when I was young. And uh, at a very crucial point in my my young life. And I I just went through a period of, of not believing. I was raised in the Methodist church. I mean Sunday and, and still it's the same for me. Uh my mom said that uh God gave you six days, you can give him one. So I'm in church every Sunday. Rain, sleep, or snow. Can and- I give an Amen? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you are supposed to be on Sunday, you know. And ahead, even with the uh, pandemic, uh, this COVID, you know, I, I still came to church. We uh, wear a mask. We take the temperature when you come into the door. And uh, the seating is kind of limited, you know. So we have enough room in our church where people don't have to sit up under uh, each other. So it, it, it's a joy, and I feel like it's a privilege. And especially behind what's going on in the world today, we need to pray.
0: <laughs> that we well,
2: need to pray. That's why I have you on, Fran. I said, you know <laughs> what? I'm 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 bringing on the A team here. I'm I'm bringing <laughs> I'm bringing in the A squad here. So, Fran, I mean, it's... <laughs> I mean, I get calls all the time about people saying, "Oh man, this is really a mess," and that you know, 2020 has just been a year of change, you know, with COVID, with mm-hmm. um, with the racial discussion that we've been having. So, what are you seeing to individuals when they're coming up with those kind of things to you? What are you you suggesting that they do?
0: Uh,
1: Pray. I, I believe this is an opportunity for us to stand on what we believe. God is good. God is magnificent good and only flows in that good. And because of our own thinking, man's thoughts, which have not always been on the level of love, Uh, i think we've kind of created some kind of chaos but if as ernest Holmes says if you create it you don't like it you can uncreate it and uh my stand is that uh we learn to love one another regardless of their opinion regardless of who they're voting for and it's so simple i tell my class all the time it's so simple you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I'm not going to do anything to hurt you or harm you because I don't want you to do anything to me to hurt or harm me. And if we all would stand in that premise and stand in that principle, uh, things would change, I believe, so so quickly. So most of us and, and the ones I've talked to who, who believe in prayer are are speaking our word of blessing this COVID nineteen and sending it back to its native state of nothingness. It it it's it's not it's not uh, uh, as it would say God God ordained because God is magnificent good, and I had a lady tell me one time in discussion. She said something good is going to come out of this COVID nineteen thing if it's no more than to make people pray harder and i said you know that is, that is so because now is the time to pray now is the time to divinely protect yourself now is the time to be in perfect alignment with spirit which is all good now is the time to believe either god is all the power there is or is and i believe he's all the power there is and this is just a a a Temporary malfunction, and if we read Scripture, the different diseases and disorders that happen over time—they came out of it. They—they were healed. They—it was dissipated. And I think of in our our day, our modern day. At one time, something like polio and tuberculosis was a taboo. But but through the infinite intelligence of spirit working through men. Our doctors, our scientists, and all those in the medical profession, those things have been kind of squashed. You know, you don't hear of it anymore. So this, too, will be squashed. But we have to believe it and not fear it. Now, I, I, I'm i on the thing, you know, uh, in Job it says, um, the things you fear often come upon you. I don't watch the news. I, I know people that watch CNN 20, Four, seven listening dear
2: I I don't watch that <laughs> you know, friend, I, friend, I I wish I could go over the people who watch CNN 24 hours a day I I really want to go over with my my clippers with my uh wire clippers uh-huh. and, and do them a favor okay <laughs> you know, nobody needs to watch 24 hours seven days a week news uh, I- all that does is affects your consciousness. It does. And it instills fear in you
1: because I know people that are afraid to go outside. They're at, Even in their own yards, they're afraid. You know, it's all God, you know, know that you are divinely guarded, guided, connected and protected. Know that. So when you know that you can go anywhere, you know, of course you have to, uh, um, uh, adhere to the mask and maybe the temperature takings and, and things of that nature. But, but this too shall pass. This too shall pass. You know, so I, I, I'm not afraid of it. I, I bless it. Learn to wake up in the morning and bless your body. Speak the word of divine protection, knowing that everything you do this day will be done in love and you can only attract to you uh, individuals' actions, activities of love. What you, what we teach in Science of Mind, what you give out, you get that. So, when we give out love and peace and compassion and understanding and respect, we get that back, you know. So, uh, um, that that that's my take on it, you know, and that that's what I believe. Uh,
2: Frank, to see, that's why we had you on tonight. Uh, if you're New to the show, good evening to you. I'm Pastor Michael Mangus, and on the fireside chat this evening, we have my good friend, for a long time, practitioner emeritus Fran Daniels. And again, there's nothing emeritus about her. <laughs> She's been here than ever. So, Fran, from, and I talked to a couple of weeks ago to the Reverend Dr. Alice Brown about this, uh, since she was under the tutelage of the late, great uh, Dr. Johnny Coleman. From a spiritual perspective, what can we do about racism and what should our spiritual response be?
1: Well, I believe our spiritual response should be that we are one. We all came from one source. We all... uh, have the attributes of spirit within us and when we learn to understand that the person next door the person that is maybe a different color a different culture uh a a different uh a lifestyle is the same as you are that they have the right to express their opinion and and believe what they believe As long as it's done in love, bringing harm to no one. Because if you're bringing harm to other people, what's going to happen? What you give out, you give back. You're bringing harm back to your life. And and that doesn't change. People say they don't believe it. But I I tell people, you can prove it for yourself. That's why Science of Mind, for me, is so great. You don't have to believe a word I say. You can prove it for yourself. And, and and that's and I think that sometimes a little um, people are a little hesitant to do that because one they got to take responsibility for their life, two they've got to properly align themselves with the infinite wisdom and spirit that is within them, and they don't have time. Uh, and 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 three they have to come to an understanding that God is love. I don't care what religious persuasion you follow, uh, to my knowledge, and I don't know all or everything, but uh, to my knowledge, you know, all churches kind of teach that God is love, that God is the creator of the universe, the creator of mankind. And God gave us the greatest gift, which is choice and volition. We don't have to follow God's rules. We don't have to follow The Ten Commandments or or, uh, the Beatitudes, we don't have to follow that. But by choice, if you do, your life is improved. You live a better life. There's not as much uh, chaos and uh, uh, bigotry and all that negative energy around you because you're sending yourself right in, in the midst of a divine love that never fails. Never fails. You know, So this is, this is my mantra every day. I wake up in the morning I bless my body. I bless the world. I bless my family, my friends. And I know love is the strongest force in the universe.
2: It is the strongest force. So uh, Amen. All, this too shall pass. Amen. Preach on. You're doing wonderful. <laughs> well, Fran, again, um, uh, you probably have had young people come up to you and say that um, I've been called racist names. Uh, I've been affected by racism. So what do, you, what do you, how do you counsel them?
1: Well, the way I counsel them is I say, and I've always felt this, and I was raised in a, a multicultural neighborhood, that racism is ignorance and fear. And once you understand that racism is ignorance and fear, then it is your opportunity to magnify the presence of love, magnify the presence of kindness and compassion within that situation. So some of the news, I don't watch the news like I used to, but in um, some of the incidents that have happened, I would just sit down and bless this situation and make have the presence of spirit in it. Because like old folks used to say, and what we say in science, you have to release it, let it go, and allow God to do its perfect work. And its perfect work is love. So uh, you have to move to that as opposed to joining the chaos, joining what people are saying. Uh, uh, being critical and, 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 and saying maybe unpleasant or ugly things. We have to, uh, as, as Michelle Obama says, when they go low, you go high. We have to go high through prayer. We have to go high by blessing the situation. We have to go high by magnifying the presence because God is everywhere present equally at the same time. And the more we magnify that love, the more it is expressed through
2: a situation in people. I feel like I've been to church tonight. <laughs> uh, you've, you've just oh, stumbled on <laughs> oh, no, no, you're wonderful <laughs> if you just stumbled on this wonderful broadcast and these uh, this wonderful lady on the other end. Uh, this is the Friday evening fireside chat here on New Thought Media Network. I am Pastor Michael Mangus and I am so blessed this evening to be joined but with uh, from Cleveland, Ohio, uh, practitioner emeritus, Fran Daniels. I wanted to, be, before we close this evening, I wanted to share a little bit about a, a paper that I wrote for Holmes Institute. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But in the news here, especially a few years ago, they used to especially in 2008, there was a report that uh, they did a huge study on intercessory prayer. And Templeton Foundation gave this group, which was led by Herbert Benson, $2.3 million. They had thousands of people go through it. And what happened was, is that the media crucified uh Doctor Benson by saying that it was a big failure, <laughs> and so what happened was is that there were several things that kind of skewed the uh, the research, and one of the things was, and we can talk about this for a moment. So they brought together these groups of people from different denominations, including Silent Unity, and they said, "What we want you to do is we want you to pray for the specific intention." of for a successful surgery with quick and healthy recovery and no complications. What the researchers found was that some people were, were upset by that because they thought that they were telling God how to do God's business. And I know that in the science of mind, that's how we're taught to pray because that is the most effective way to do it. Again, the whole idea of knowing the truth for our client, patient, or whoever. So um, what's your response to that, Fran? What, as far as uh, the when, when we pray, how should we pray?
1: Well, uh, as a science of mind, we stand on the premise that God has given us every good thing. We stand on the premise. So, if God has given us every good thing, when we speak our word, we identify for ourselves individually and collectively the goodness of God being manifested in our lives now. So, it's not that we're telling God what to do, we are identifying what we, the, the goodness of God in our lives. For instance, if, uh, um, and, and and we have to leave it open. If we're looking for, uh, let's take a car, for example. Uh, we want a car that is dependable, that uh, is gas efficient, that will get us to point A to point B and whatever. It's okay to identify the car. Say, like, I want a, a, a Bentley. <laughs> it's okay to identify it. But when we pray, we say this or something better. Because uh, the infinite intelligence knows yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We don't know that. But the infinite intelligence within us knows and knows what's best for us at this time. Maybe a Bentley isn't good for me now. Maybe two years from now, a Bentley would be good for me. So we ask spirit, we, we identify what we want but we leave it to spirit to bring forth our good in a perfect, peaceful and loving way, bringing harm to no one.
2: So from my paper, it said, uh, again, I got an A plus on it, by the way. <laughs> uh, but it said, <laughs> it said, it said, uh, science. Uh, it says spiritual mind treatment is the form of intention based prayer. That's used by members of centers for spiritual living and other new thought denominations like unity and divine science. Isn't there some danger in telling this impersonal force what to do? So what is taught in science of mind centers is that as long as the intention is appropriate for the individual and all concerned, then to speak that request into the universal subjective mind or the law, knowing that the intention will be fulfilled. And some new thought students will put at the end of their intention, this or something better. From the view of Ernest Holmes and the Science of Mind philosophy, prayer in the form of a positive intention is much more effective than a petition prayer to a far off God.
1: Right. I, I, and I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. We don't have to beg God because He's already given it to us. He's given us life, He's given us good, He's given us choice, He's given us volition. And it is up to us as individuals to choose, you know, so uh, uh, we either choose the good or choose the not so good, so we encourage people to choose the good, which is stemmed in a realm of love, a love that says, and, and I tell my classes all the time, I'm not talking about days of our lives or anything on TV, the kind of love that we're talking about is a love that says, yes, I want the best for you. I want for myself. I want you to be happy. I want you to be prosperous. I want you to have all the good things that you want, as I want for myself. So, the same things we want for ourselves, we want for others. There's no need for jealousy. There's no need for uh, backstabbing or anything like that because there's so much good out here that God has given us that when we attract our good to us, that's for us individually so again uh uh we have to put it in the hands of god i remember um our old like my grandmothers and great grandmothers when they would um worry about something or they would want something you know they would beg and beseech but they would always say i put it in god's hands and that's release release it to the universe to bring forth your good, however, in peace and love. And it will do it. Yeah. Sometimes we get anxious and we want it yesterday, but that not, that might not be for our best and highest good. Maybe we we'll have to wait till next week.
2: Fran, but I man, I hate to cut you off, but I'm getting <laughs> the wrap-it-up signal from uh, from Diego. Okay. <laughs> so Fran Daniels, practitioner emeritus from a. Uh, one of my favorite CSLs, which is Miracle Center for Spiritual Living, a place that I attended for a while. Thank you so very much. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you for you. having
1: me. It was an honor and a pleasure.
2: Thank you. So uh thank you very much. So we have a few things here to say before we go. Again, thank you so very much for joining us this evening. If you appreciate the program, do two things. Number one, go ahead and to share it on your Facebook page. The more people that watch this, the more people, again, that will be blessed. The other thing, too, is to put a little money in the kitty. Help us out here. Uh, (laughs) We have uh, equipment to buy. We have other things that we want to do. One of the things that we will do in the future is to, at the conferences, when we are back meeting together, is that uh, you'll see myself and Reverend Robert and probably Reverend Z and the other superstars here on the new thought media network that we will be at a table broadcasting. So for us to be able to do that though, again, please help us financially. That's uh, if you go to paypal.me slash new thought and please give a generous donation that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you to Fran Daniels. Wasn't she wonderful this evening? <laughs> I feel like I've been to church tonight. I'd like to, end this evening with one of my favorite prayers. This is, Ernest Holmes wrote this and and pray this with me. It's called A Prayer for My Country. So just know with me, as I say the words out loud, believing in the divine destiny of the United States of America and in the preservation of liberty, security, and self-expression, I offer this my prayer for my country. I know that divine intelligence governs the destiny of the United States of America, directing the thought and the activity of all who guide its affairs. I know that success, prosperity, and happiness are the gifts of freedom and that they are the divine heritage of everyone in this country. I know that success, prosperity, and happiness are now operating in the affairs of every individual in this country. And I know that divine guidance enlightens the collective mind of the people of this country, causing it to know that economic security may come to all without the loss of either personal freedom or individual self-expression. I know that no one can believe or be led to believe that freedom must be surrendered in order to ensure economic security for all. The all-knowing mind of God contains an answer to every problem which confronts this country. And I know that every leader in this country is now directed, this all-knowing mind and has a knowledge of a complete solution to every problem and that each is compelled to act upon this knowledge to the end, that abundant security and peace shall come to all. And I know that this spiritual democracy shall endure, guaranteeing it to everyone in this country, personal liberty, happiness, and self-expression. And so it is. Amen. Join us again next week. 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain, for another exciting episode of the Friday Evening Fireside Chat. Thank you to Diego at Master Control for running everything tonight. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, Pastor Michael Mangus at gmail.com. We would love to talk with you. So, from all of us from the secret radio room here in Akron, Ohio, the concrete bunker. <laughs> I'm Pastor Michael Mangus, wishing you a very wonderful week. Thanks for joining us this evening for Friday's Fireside Chat with Pastor Michael Mangus. Join us again next week at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain for more spiritual conversations for today. For more information and replays of past shows, please visit the New Thought Radio and Media Network's Facebook page. Until next week, may God bless you richly and abundantly.